All right, guys, welcome back to Surviving Hollywood. I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. I am Aaron Arnold. I am Austin Arnold. And today, uh, our guest is uh, actor, producer, director, Roberto Sanchez. And uh, he's the guy that I actually had a uh, wonderful opportunity to work with on the set of Queen of the South uh, a couple of years ago. He played this character named Big T, who was like the leader of this gang, essentially, and he was in a wheelchair, and I was kind of his right-hand man. And... Uh, yeah, man, he's just a great dude, fantastic actor. He's also been, he's, I mean, his IMDb list is like, like the length of my arm. It's just like, it's crazy. And his, one of his biggest roles um, is Too Fast, Too Furious. You guys have probably heard that movie before. And believe it or not, that was his first acting role. Um, so it's really cool because he talks about how he booked that role, which is like an amazing story. Yeah, when these guys come on our podcast, they probably want to talk about things they're doing now or things they've done in the last five years. We really go heavy on Too Fast, Too Furious talk <laughs> right in the beginning, 20 minutes. Well, you, that's your favorite movie, isn't it? You keep talking about it. You keep saying, like, that's well, my favorite Fast and the Furious. Yeah, it's my favorite Fast and the Furious movie. I can't believe people who say the others are theirs. It's just... I mean, Aaron and I did see that one first before number one. So How that's... do you see the second one for the first one? You don't even know who the characters are. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> our Ohio upbringing, dude. We weren't in it. Yeah, I think yeah. our dad just brought home a DVD, like multiple DVDs. One time we watched it. But um, anyway, well, talking about that movie, he had he had what I what I liked is that he had some really good stories about like uh, about John Singleton, uh, rest in peace, man. Um, about the audition process, about working with him. Um, really cool stories there, and also when he actually got the phone call that he booked it, I thought that was a really cool story because you know as actors who obviously don't always are afraid to take that risk. And he took like a big leap of faith to become an actor and move to LA. And he talks all about that. And also pay attention midway through. He talks about what he started doing in the audition room that took him from having a day job in LA to consistently booking. So uh, stay tuned for that. Should we roll he, it? He drops knowledge bombs. Roll it. Yeah. Lots of Should we roll it? Yeah. Roll it. There we go. All got right, it. good. Good, got it, got it man. How's uh, how's it going, man? It's been it's been a while, man. I haven't talked to you in a long time. Man, yeah, man. It's been uh, a lot has happened, I guess, since. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I'm, I mean, I've spoken to a few people like a couple of weeks ago, but it seems like even in a couple of weeks, man, a lot has happened. You know. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. How you been? I've been all right, man. I think just like everybody else, just you know. Johnny's been killing why, it. Why, wondering what's what's going to happen with the industry? What, you know, are we going to go back to work again? Are we, you know, what's, what's going to change? This it's guy's just, killing it with the voiceover work, Roberto. A little bit of, little bit of everything. Really? Yeah. I've just been doing, I've been doing audio books. Thank God. I, at least I'm working some, somewhat, you know. Awesome. Awesome. But, How did you get uh, on to that? Um, I had a friend of mine that her, uh, she was working for an audiobook company and yeah. they were looking, they were looking for uh, Latino narrators that could speak Spanish as well. And she's like, Hey, I'm going to recommend you for this. You just got to audition. And then if they decide to take you, they bring you on. And I auditioned, they brought me on. And then I just did my first two books, man. And it was, awesome. it, was awesome, uh, it was, it was, it was intense, man. It was that sounds easy. Just no, it, 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 it was not. It was the first book was so like you, six, 600 pages. I was like, Oh my God, I've never even read a book that big. 
So, <laughs> so you got do you have to read the book first or do you just as as you're reading it you're you're saying it? Uh that's up to you. So the recommended thing is to you read it first because you want to kind of be prepared. It's like this is what's going to happen. This is where the story's going. Um I did read the book beforehand. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad I did because otherwise like it's it's just it's, it was a lot. And then you know you you want to have like you want to try to have different voices for the characters if you can. Mm. And so you kind of want to prep that a little bit. Like you don't want to be reading it and I'm like, oh my God, there's a different character. I got to make up a voice right now. Wow. Um, so um, it's been interesting, but at least, at least it's work right now. So that's oh, good. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah bro. Congrats, what, about, what about you, man? What have you been up Congrats. to? Uh, the only work I've been doing is fucking working out, bro. <laughs> I'm working out in the mornings. I'm working out in the afternoons and maybe in the evening. I don't know, bro. It's just, I'm so burned out, man. But, um, you know, this yeah. has actually been a, a good period, man, because, uh, you know, I think that's, I think that, I think we needed to like re hit the reset button, if, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Just with everything, with family, with career, with everything. So, uh, you know, it's a good time out, man. I mean, it's unfortunate what's happened to so many people, but, um, you know, I always try to stay positive. And even when it's something negative, man, I try to find some, some way to, you know, make it positive. So that's how I see it. It's been just a great opportunity to, you know, make sure I got my shit together, uh, yeah. be focused, you know, which we sometimes, you know, life takes us in different directions. So, um, right. So you're just trying to make the best of it. Yeah, I agree, man. Because for me, at least personally, like, you know, other than like, there's no work, yeah. I actually have been kind of enjoying this quarantine. Cause like you said, it's like a reset, you know, we yeah. can just like make sure all of our shit's together and, you know, we get ready for what's going to change and kind of adapting and reflecting too. I did a yeah. lot of reflecting during this time. So it's been, uh, it's been yeah. good, man. It's been good, man. Yeah, I mean, the beginning, the, the beginning of the year was just, uh, it was great, man. I was filming in Colorado. I was booked to do something else right after that. And then the year went to shit. Just, <laughs> just overnight, man. It just, uh, it's, 2020 sucks, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, what were you shooting? Uh, did, were you in shooting something and then COVID happened and they had to wrap it up or what happened? No, no, no. The timing was just perfect. Uh, I was in Colorado for about six or seven weeks. Uh, filming up there in the snow, man. And um, we got back, I think, the, the last week in February. And then the following week, I was getting ready to start filming something else. And then everything started to hit slowly. But, you know, the buzz started to to, to get around. And then uh, I was also recurring on a, on a show called The Family Business. And they were able to sneak in one more episode, like, nice the day, the day of that they, they shut down things. And I'm uh, like, so, I'm calling SAG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's on uh that's on bet right isn't family business yeah. okay yeah. nice man how was how was it working on that show um you know it was cool man they uh you know they're kind of introducing my character slowly uh at the end of season two so for season three i'm supposed to have a much larger uh part of the story but uh you know i love the crew uh, the cast is great. Uh, trabajando with uh, Emilio Rivera. I don't know if you know Emilio, no? Yeah, I know. I mean, I know Emilio. I met Emilio one time at at uh, Rick's. I don't know if you know Rick's over in like near Frogtown area. Mm -hmm. like, it's like a burger spot. Okay. Um, but it's weird because my my best friend from Phoenix was from LA, and his brother was like best friends with his son, like way back in the day in LA. Oh, wow. So they all yeah. knew each other, and he's like, "Hey, Emilio, what's up, man?" And like. I was like, I was a, I'm a fan, you know what I mean? So I was like, cool to meet yeah. him. This was like 
when I first moved here. Um, yeah. but, uh, I've never got a chance to work with Emilio, but that would be, that'd be awesome, man. I know you guys are, you guys are friends, right? Yeah, 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 man. I've known him for, uh, I, we worked on a film like 12 years ago, uh, together. It was like an Adam Sandler flick. And, um, he has an incredible story, man, hmm. where he came from and how he turned his, I mean, when he told me that dude, I was like, yo, you need to write that and shoot that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've remained friends over the years. Uh, we were with the same agency for about six, seven years. Okay. And then I moved on and uh, and just, you know, we've always stayed in touch. Anytime that he sees something that, that I'm right for, he always, you know, gives him my name. I think he actually probably had something to do with, with uh, the family business yeah, as well. Business. You know, his wife, his wife is on the show too. Right, and, right. Um, and she's solid, man, you know. Awesome, man. That's really cool, man. That's what you want is, a, is somebody that can always root for you, you know? Like, yeah. That's yeah. like can bring you in for stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, so we can kind of want to backtrack a little bit. And we kind of, we kind of jumped ahead too, but, uh, we were kind of talking about it before you came on, but I think, uh, we were like really interested too in, in, uh, in your story. Um, and if I remember, I mean, it's been obviously a long time, but I, we worked together on Queen of the South years ago. Um, I think you remember telling me that too fast, too furious was the first, was that the first role you booked? My first, my first audition. Yeah. Really? Tell us, tell us, tell us about that a little bit. Wow. Um, you know, at the, at the time, uh, I was, I was back in Miami. Uh, I was just modeling, doing commercials. That's all I wanted to do. But, uh, my agent in Miami submitted my picture. I guess they wanted somebody with my look. It wasn't so much for, for acting really, but it was more for the look. Um, so, you know, she sent my stuff in and they wanted to see me. I had no clue, bro. What the fuck I was, can I curse on this thing? Yeah, man. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, what's up, fellas? How you guys doing? Hey, what's up, Who man? Aaron and Austin. Uh, okay. Yep. Um, so yeah, so, uh, you know, I didn't know what to do. She said, listen, uh, if I were you, I'd, you know, back then they used to have a blockbuster. So I rented the first movie. Yeah. So that I could see what it was about or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. So I came in. Uh, did my audition, uh, had, you know, I had some lines I had to memorize, you know, that was, that was, that was, that was hard. Um, and that was it. You know, I had no expectations. I really, it was, it wasn't my thing, man. I was Which scene was it? And I had, yeah. And I had a nine to five. I was working on security at the train station in Miami. So, uh, about three weeks later, I get a call and she says, uh, yo, you remember that, that, that thing I submitted you for, um, they want to see you again. And I mean, even she was surprised because she knew I sucked. I wasn't really an actor, but she was like, you did something that they liked. So I was like, all right, so now what do I do? And she said, well, when you go back, just do exactly what you did the first time. Don't try to change nothing. Don't get all fancy now. Just do the same thing and, and we'll see. So do you remember the scene got, that you tried out for or what? Um, it was a scene, uh, which in the film, it's, it's a scene where we're on the boat and my character grabs Tyrese and he starts, you know, threatening the other, threatening Paul Walker that I'm going to shoot him. I'm going to shoot him this and that. So easy scene, but you know, I didn't know the technical things that I needed to know, right. but he liked something in me. So I go back for the callback and I walk in and I see this little short black guy, right? And I'm like, man, he looks familiar, but I don't, I don't know who he is, you know, this and that, but it was John Singleton, right? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, he looks up and he was like, all right, man, you ready? And I was like, yeah. So I do the scene. I'm, you know, I'm screaming and hollering. And he's sitting there and he's shaking his head like. And 
I don't, I'm like, oh shit, I'm fucking up, and I, I, I don't know, I don't know what to do. So he says, uh, do you speak Spanish? And I said, yeah. And he said, all right, do the scene in Spanish. Boom! I grab that guy. I start speaking in Spanish. All this stuff. And he's still sitting there like, no. And I'm like, fuck, man, I'm blowing this. <laughs> and then he says, man, he gave me like the best nugget. He said, Where you, where's your family from? And I said, we're Cuban. And he said, uh, well, you know, I have a Cuban friend. And when he gets mad, that motherfucker gets mad. And I don't know, man, just something in my head just said like Tony Montana, Scarface, just over the top. I don't know, something just lit up. I grabbed the guy, right? And I'm just screaming, my, I mean, spit was coming out of my mouth. It was, I mean, all over the place. It was disgusting. Uh, the casting director was yelling cut like three times and I couldn't hear because I was just so fucking amped, right? And John Singleton was shaking his head like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, okay, now what? And he was like, yeah. how you get the fuck out? Like, oh, yeah, you know, like, so, you know, I didn't know, man. I mean, I, I had never experienced nothing like that, you know? Yeah. So I walked out of that. I was like fucking amped. I called my agent. I was like, yo, I, I think it went well, whatever. I go back to work. Uh, this was a long process, man. It was about another four weeks, three or four weeks mm. after that. Totally forgot about it. I'm at work. I'm getting a little burned out with my job because my job is, is pretty dangerous. You know, I got a gun, I got a baton, I got the pepper spray, I got everything. But I, I was working in downtown Miami in a, in a certain section that's really rough. And we had just had an officer the night before get assaulted. So I'm thinking in my mind, yo, man, I don't think this gig is for me. You know, the money was good and everything, but it was just, I always felt that I was supposed to be doing something else. And I wasn't sure if that modeling or the commercial thing was it, you know? So uh, it's been about three or four weeks now. This particular afternoon, I go back to work. It's five o'clock in the afternoon and I get on the train. I've told this story a thousand times, man. I'm sitting down and the train is packed, right? Because it's rush hour. And there's this tall dude, large black dude sitting down smoking on the train. Now you can't smoke. So I already know I'm gonna have to ask this gentleman to please put the cigarette out. And I already know what he's gonna say. He's gonna say, fuck you. And he's gonna keep on smoking. So I'm like, shit, man. So, you know, I go up to him and I say, sir, I'm sorry, but you can't smoke on the train. I swear to God, man, he looks at me, yo, fuck you, bitch. I was like, fuck, man. And everybody on the train was like this. Right. Like, what you gonna do now? What, right? what are you gonna do, what are you gonna do about I, it now? You know, I just got my uniform out of the cleaners, man. I, was, I wasn't trying to get into a fight, but I gotta get this guy off the train. I don't have a choice. So I'm calling um, on the radio at the next station so that officer is ready to help me get this guy off the train because he's, he's huge. Mm. So uh, I start taking my hat off. I have one of them weird hats, man. I, I'm taking the hat off and I'm getting ready to have to tangle with this dude and I get a phone call. True story, brother. I look at it and it's my, my agent who didn't normally call me that late in the afternoon. And I'm looking at, at the phone and I'm looking at this dude looking at the phone and I'm like, something just said, dude, answer the phone. And I answered. And this woman, man, my agent was screaming at the top of her lungs. Because you gotta understand, all the main characters um, were cast out of LA, except mm. for this one role. This mm. one main character was cast out of Miami. So for any agent, any actor in Miami, it was like winning the lotto, you know what I mean? Right, right. So she's screaming and hollering, she's like, you got it, you got it. And I'm like, I got what, I got what? I'm looking at this dude, I got what? She was like, that, that movie, that thing, the movie about the cars. 
You know, like, oh, oh, okay, you know, I'm about to get my ass kicked, but okay, I mean, you know. So I was like, what does that mean? And because uh, I was clueless, man. And she was like, well, it looks like you're going to be working for about three, three and a half months. It's going to be in Miami. You're going to get such and such amount of money. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, you're going to get blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, so what do I do? She says, well, you're either going to have to quit your job or take a leave of absence. And brother, man, I'm looking at this dude and listening to this woman. And, you know, normally I'm, I'm a rather, I'm a rather conservative guy. I don't like to take risks. You know, I, you know, I, I like to know yeah. what I'm doing and I'm very like that. Yeah. And something told me to just take that leap, man, that leap mm. of faith, which for me was so uncomfortable. And um, I told her, I'm going to call you right back. Dude, I walked to this, I walked up to the dude and he started to square up because he thought I was going to throw a blow or something. And uh, I walked up and I said, yo, you can smoke that whole pack for all I care. And fuck you, bitch. And dude, I walked off the train. The other officer was running. And I said, don't worry about it. It's done. Yeah. I jumped on the train. I went right back to the station. It's now 5.15, maybe. And I went up to the fifth floor and I gave him my two-week notice. And that was it, man. That, that was wow. the beginning of, of this journey that I've been at now for almost 18 years, man. That's, that's crazy, man. Wow. It was, you know, it was crazy because I, I didn't, I, you know, even when I was doing the audition and, and, and the callback, I'll be honest with you, man, I wasn't nervous mm. because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I think that sometimes yeah. when you don't know what the hell you're doing, it eliminates some of that fear. But when you're dependent on this audition and you need this audition and this job, you start now bringing all these other emotions and these feelings that, you know, they can feel. And uh, luckily, man, I didn't have any of that. And that you know that film changed everything for me man changed my that, life that's what i was going to ask you is like do you think like you not having any acting experience actually helped you in that audition like you don't have you weren't in your head like oh i gotta do this i gotta you know what i'm saying yeah 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 like you know like all the technical stuff you know i i, I, I didn't know i didn't know how to make an adjustment um but but I, I think that was the beauty of john singleton man john singleton has discovered did mm. discover right. a lot of people in, in his career so I'm, I'm just think that he, he saw something in me that I didn't see and he was able to guide me and, and give me that really important nugget. That's really what did it for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, man, even when I, when I showed up on the first day of shooting, um, we were shooting in, uh, the Versailles, which is this well-known restaurant in Miami and dude, the rat scene there, the rat scene, uh, uh, the Versailles. Oh yeah. Was that where you did the rat scene with the mouse? No, 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 All no. Right. That was a club. That was off. Oh, oh, I got too, a story about that. Um, too Fast, Too Furious is my favorite Fast and Furious movie. So, thank you, sir. I, I like him. I like. <laughs> yeah. him. I don't like you. I like him now. We'll get there. Um, but uh, you know, dude, I, I showed up and I'm sitting there in the restaurant. I'm sitting next to Tyrese, Paul Walker, and then Mo Gallini, who was my partner in the film. And brother, man, all I remember was just the street was roped off. And dude, it was like hundreds and hundreds of women trying to get a shot or a look at Paul Walker. Paul Walker, yeah. Wow. And dude, I was like, where the fuck am I? What the <laughs> fuck is happening here, man? Yeah. And I even told Mo, you know, Mo, um, you know, we've stayed friends all these years. And um, I even told him, listen, bro, I don't know what I'm going what I'm doing. So I'm gonna copy everything you do. So, you know, he was, you know, he was very helpful in, in making sure that, you know. I was able to, uh, you know, to do my stuff, man. But uh, yeah, man, that movie and, and John, I'm forever grateful because, uh, you know, he gave me that shot. Was there anything when you were working with John, uh, who's obviously directed like a lot of 
notable movies and stuff. Boys in the Hood, what, Four Brothers. Right. Was there something yeah. working with him that you feel like you really learned a lot on set? Or was there something that he, that he told you that you kind of took away that you could use, that you used the rest of your career? Um, I got a story about John. Um, again, John just really allowed me to be me and really used what he saw in me to just be natural, you know? And, and I, do, I do remember that there was one time when, uh, oh, oh my God, uh, he played the bad guy. My mind just went back. Um, oh, the main guy? I don't know his name, but I, I, I like that guy. Yes. Cole Hauser, you know, he's, 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 he's an actor's actor, man. I mean, he's looking at the scene, he's breaking it down. You know, where am I coming from? And what's, what, what's my emotional thing here? What, what is that I'm going after? And he's trying to give some ideas to John. And John was like, yo, it ain't that kind of movie, bro. <laughs> it ain't that kind of movie. Yo, just get in the car and go. And I didn't understand what that really meant. But now, of course, having been in so long, I realized that, you know, you have some films that you really do the work. You know, mm -hmm. the work that, you know, we've trained for over the years. And, and then you got movies, man, where you just... Uh, you just have fun, man. You know, just you know, just get in the car and go as fast as you can, and turn that corner, and it ain't much to think about. So, right. um, but you know, um, the one thing about John, man, that was funny, man, is that John always was on the phone. You know what I mean? And sometimes I was like, "Yo, John, what is it that you like me to do, man? Over here? Do you want me to come over here?" And he was like, "Roberto, uh, yeah, what I want you to, do. yeah, hello, hello, yeah." And I'm standing there like, "Okay, what do you want me to do?" Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Roberto. Um, yeah, what I want you to do, yeah, okay, so what I want you to do. So half the time, man, it was like, I was just going by what Mo was doing, uh, right. you know, and copy and copy him. But, um, man, I got to tell you, man, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a new world. And uh, even though that was one of the best gigs I've ever done, uh, it was also uh, an eye-awakening moment. Because you start to think that this is how Hollywood's going to be. Mm. And it ain't, bruh. It ain't. You yeah. know, because as soon as we were done filming, I told my agents, like, all right, so what do I do now? Do I go back to work? And she was like, no. I mean, if this is something you're interested in, which it sounds like you are, if I were you, I would, I would go to L.A. See what happens, man. This don't happen every day. Mm -hmm. And you landed like the lotto. You need to go to L.A. and see if something can become of this. And I'm telling right. you, man, I never thought about coming to L.A., ever, ever. It was not something I wanted to do. But, again, it was that leap of faith thing that I'm so uncomfortable with that something said, dude, go for it. And I got to L.A., and I'm going to tell you, I was able to get an agent quickly, a really good agent because of Too Fast, but obviously the movie didn't come out for like six or seven months. Mm -hmm. So nobody knew who I was. I had no credits. I had nothing. So, I, you know, for the first year, man, year and a half, dude, it was, it was rough. Yeah, it was rough. I mean, I was getting a few auditions, but uh, I was mostly in class, man. Believe it or not, just trying to learn. You know what who, I mean? Who were you uh, during that time? Who were you training with? Wow. Um, I went through Ivana Chubbuck. Okay. I went through uh, Margie Haber. Mm, I've taken I've taken her class before. Yeah, uh, Mar I, I really liked Margie's class because it was for me it was the most difficult. You know, she teaches you how to work with the paper. 
you know, which is something that I, it wasn't easy for me, you know, to look at the paper, yeah. look up and, and do this whole thing. Yeah, working with um, the sides a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was very challenging for me. But uh, once once I was able to understand the technique, uh, it, it saved my, my, my butt several times. So uh, those were the two main ones that I was with. I was going to say, too, um, so – because it's kind of crazy that you took that that leap of faith. Do you think if you didn't book that movie, you ever would have moved to L.A.? No, no. So you no. would have just – did you ever want to be an actor? Was it something that was in the back of your mind at nothing, all? Nothing, no. nothing, bro, nothing. I had no – I mean, for me, um, to be honest with you, I, I was doing okay with the modeling. Uh, I was actually getting work. I started in Atlanta, and I was getting work in Atlanta. And then I went back to Miami because of the Latino market. And then mm-hmm. about a few months later, that's when I got the audition for – for too fast, but I mean, if I if I sit back and look at it, uh, I probably would have stayed working at the train station, yeah. doing the, the the jobs here and there. I don't know, man. I you know sometimes, uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. I think that sometimes you plan to do things, and mm-hmm. and and sometimes there's something else that has another plan for you. Yeah, you know. Well, I think it's I think it's safe to say you uh you went in a good direction. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. So Eva Longoria, Paul Walker, Tyrese Gibson. I mean, you got to work with all those people. What was that like? Um, it was it was it was great. Um, I really enjoyed working with with Cole. Um, because you know he was like, yo, he would come up to Mo and I. He would say, yo, whatever you guys need, you let me know. I'll talk to John. You know, because you know, you know, we we probably didn't want to speak up. I know I did because I was like, yo, man, I don't know how I got on this set, so I ain't saying nothing. But, uh, you know, Mo at the time had been, had been doing some acting now for like 10 years. So he was a little bit seasoned and everything. But Cole, Cole uh, kind of took us under his wing. Um, and, uh, and then Eva, of course, you know, her being Cuban, you know, you have that connection. Um, Paul Walker was just a sweetheart. He was just a sweetheart, man. Uh, you know, he, he just had this energy about him that was uh, very, very, very cool and very, uh, I mean, a, a sweetheart of a guy. Tyrese was was Tyrese, you know, he, um, I never forget, man, at the, at the end of the movie there, there's a scene where I get ejected out of the car and, uh, you know, Tyrese plays a lot. And, um, there's a scene where he grabs my head and he starts banging my head against the dashboard. And then he said, you know, he presses the button, eject Ocito cause, and I go cry. So the thing was, he had some lines that he had to say while he's doing that. And he kept messing up the lines. Right. So now it's like six or seven takes of me banging my head against the thing, right? Yeah. And I don't think I ever said anything during the whole thing, man. And I was like, yo, man, listen, I'm sorry, bro. But this, 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 we can't continue this. You know what yeah. I mean? Just get the lines right so that we can move yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I'm telling you, man, it was, uh, it was an incredible experience. And uh, yeah. it, it, it's been one of my favorite gigs ever. The, the, the scene that you just, that, that Aaron just mentioned was the rat scene. There's uh, the dude Classic. from Sons, Sons of Anarchy, Mark Boone, Mark yeah. Boone Jr. Yeah. It's crazy because I've, I, when I go back and look at older movies, I've seen that that dude's been around for forever, forever bro. Yeah, forever. And then like you see him in Sons, and he finally you know blows up and he takes off. But it's it's cool, man. That's actually one of my favorite scenes from the movie. You said you kind of mentioned you had a story about that. What you know? Um, yeah, there's there's a rat that we that we get. First of all, it was my first time hearing the term domesticated. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means, bro. But a rat is a rat. I, okay. I love. I actually love rats, but you know that's just what. Me. Yeah. No. 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 First it's because all, because first it, all, it's because my ex girlfriend had pet rats. I was like I was like you. I was like you until she introduced me to them, 
And then I was like, oh, they're actually like, really ex. nice. <laughs> Johnny, get over her, dude. Get yeah, over sounds her. like you still love her. Dude, let me tell you, the rat, I'm not lying. The rat, I don't know if you, yeah, the rat was like this. And then it had this long tail. So it's the scene where we get Mark Boone, we throw him on the thing, and then we get the rat, we put it on his stomach, and then we put a pail over it and we start to heat it up. Mm-hmm. So John was like, all right, Roberto, what I want you to do is I want you to grab the rat and you're gonna put it on. I was like, wait, what? I was like, wait, how do you say that? Cut, cut, no. I'm not, I'm not grabbing, I mean, I'm this tough guy, right? Like this killer, right? But yeah. I'm like, I'm not touching a rat, bro. I mean, it was like, <laughs> oh my God. It looked and, pretty um, clean. I mean, it looks like a clean rat, man. <laughs> no, bro, I, don't, I don't know what domesticated it's, it's, it's got, it's got a long <laughs> ass tail. The tail's like this long, long as hell. Bro, bro, yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So then uh, Cole said, all right, I'll do it. And, um, and, then, and then Cole was the one that puts it on the stomach. We put the pail. But now when we get ready, you know, once he tells us what we want to know, we got We grabbed the thing. And then at this point, John said, okay, Roberto, I'm sorry, but this time you're going to have to grab it. And I was like, fuck, luckily the camera's not on me. Because <laughs> the whole time, you know, you see me like, you know, we're doing this and we're holding them down. We talk, you know, we're just being dudes, right? But then I got to grab that rat, man. And I'm holding that rat like this. <laughs> you, don't, you don't see my face, man, because you would have seen, yeah. seen my hand. But uh, yeah. oh my God, dude. That would have if it ended up in the scene. That would have been good, man. So obviously from that, you've, you've went on and, and worked on like, my God, man, your is, is wild, man. Um, well, obviously that was a big, you know, launching for your career. You kind of mentioned you got the agent off of it. You know, how did, uh, how did your career kind of take off after the movie came out? Like what kind of things changed for you or things didn't change for you? I think, you know, I think one of the biggest things that has helped me is, um, uh, you know, I'm a military guy, you know, I was in the Navy for like 11 years. So I'm very analytical in how I do things. Even when I don't know what I'm doing, it's going to be structured. So um, I, ended up, I ended up in LA with a really good agency. But what I started to realize was that the agency was too big for me. You know, And uh, I did book a couple of st- uh, gigs through them, but I just felt that I just felt that I was over my head. I felt like I needed to be on a, with a smaller agency where perhaps I was their big fish. So uh, after about a year, uh, I ended up signing with a, a very small agency, very small. I don't, even, I don't think they're, they're even in the business anymore. But through there, I was able to book one-liners. And I went from, you know, Too Fast, I'm, uh, one of the main characters in Too Fast, to doing these one, one-liners and this and that because I felt that I needed to learn from the bottom up, you know, I, I, I did this, you mm-hmm. know, but I yeah. needed to really do the work and learn. And I had no problem with that. So uh, I went to the small agency man, and then immediately I just started working, mm. you know, and, um, and that's what I've tried to do is I've always just tried to make sure that I have a plan. You got to have a plan. If you're going to do this, you got to have a plan. You can't, you can't do this without really having an end game. The end game may not happen, but you got to have it. And, and that's something that I had is that I knew what I wanted. Uh, I had a blueprint as to hopefully how to get there. And I had a backup plan. If this doesn't work, I do this. If this doesn't work, I do that. That's what the military teaches, you know? Mm. So, um, what, what was your backup plan? My backup plan was just, like I said, uh, the, the first thing was that I had to leave that, that really good agency. That okay. was you know, and I, and I told some people that, that have been in the game for a minute. And they were like, oh, that's not a good idea, bro. I mean, I can't get with that agency. And, you know, you did. 
Yeah. Um, but I just felt that that's what I needed to do. Hmm. And um, I had no hangups about doing one-liners. You know, I was like, I don't care. I don't, because I know that I'm going to build on that. I think that's and, great. Um, do people have hangups about one-liners? I guess so. Man, you, well, you know what? I think- If you, I, were, blessed, if yeah. you were blessed like I was to hit right. something that big, there's a lot of people that would have said, oh no. I you're, too, you're, too, you're too big for that now. You got to be, you know, I've guest star, that. series. Yeah. That's, that's your next thing, you know? I, I've, I get what I've you're saying. I've seen that. I, I've seen so much of that. And being that I started in this so late, it's, I'm not one of these guys that always wanted to be an actor and I studied here and I said, dude, I, I started at 38, man. Mm. You know what I mean? I started late. But the reason that I think that I've had any, any degree of success is because I plan things out and, and I visualize everything that I do. And that's, that's what's, what's worked for me, you know? You truly think that's the differentiator, the fact that, you know, you're, you said about the military background, do you think that's what led you to success that other people don't necessarily implement? No, I think that that's what helped me because there are other people that don't need to go through the military and they've had wonderful success. It's just that I think for me, that that is what helped me because even I do remember that even when I got out of the Navy, I got out of the Navy to, to get into modeling. So I left a good career mm. to go into something that was ridiculous. People were like, really, dude, you're going to get out of the Navy <laughs> after 11 and a half years to model what underwear? What the fuck? And I was like, yeah, man, you know, um, again, but the thing was that even when I was working two or three jobs at a time and I would have that midnight shift working security, uh, dude, I would sit there and I would have my, my, my organizer out and I had everything that I needed to do. I need to, sh I need to get my headshots or my comp cards for modeling. I need to shoot with this photographer. I need to do this, but I don't have the money. Where am I going to get the money? I wrote everything down. And dude, you know, from 11 o'clock at night to 7, 7 a.m. in the morning, I'm just sitting there reading that. Now I can tell you that what I was doing, I was visualizing what I was trying to do. I didn't understand that at the time. It was just a thing that I was doing. But that was something that came from me from the military, you know? So I was just, I would look at that, that, that book and I said a photographer photographer and and I noticed that I would get things done I would get things done so I've just you know my whole career is I've made sure that yeah you know when you start the year you know you people do their new year's resolutions whatever no I get really detailed with it hmm. I got my dream board I put everything up uh and you know and I had it this year and it was going according to plan hmm. for two months and then after that, you forgot this, to put COVID on the dream board. We forgot about, but put that on there. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You know what? I did put COVID up there and I said, I had to change everything. Mm. Now, mm. because of COVID, this is what we got to hope for. Right. And this is what we got to work toward. So I don't know, man. I don't know if it's, if it's for everybody, but I know that for me, it works for you though. Yeah. It works. Yeah. You got to find what works for you. What makes sense to you. Yeah. Now talk, talking about survival jobs. Uh, when you moved to LA, was, was there, was you only making money off of acting or were you doing any other survival jobs? Oh, no, no, God, no, no. Uh, again, just thinking ahead. When, when, I, when, when I started doing Too Fast and I started to play with the idea that I might need to go to L.A., I mm -hmm. went to an L.A. fitness in Miami because, uh, you know, I've always worked out. And what I did was I certified myself as a trainer. That way, once I, once I came out to L.A., I had something already set up 
that I could do. And sure enough, man, I got to LA, never been to LA before, never been to California. And like within less than a week, I was working at an LA fitness in Pasadena. So again, I think that the military thing, the structure thing for me is why I had a plan immediately. I didn't think of it as a survival job like, like we call it nowadays. I just, I just thought of it as, no, this is what I just need to do. I mean, you know. Right. Dude, I was a trainer when I first moved to LA. At personal a, trainer? Yeah, personal trainer, yeah. Okay. At a 24-hour fitness, so I get it. So I get it. Would you give, a, would you give us a workout plan? <laughs> just kidding and i see you man you're always shredded you should, well you're always shredded man i always see you on on ig man and you're always so fit dude i can't even like i'm like man i should i uh, johnny's distracted by that it just distracts <laughs> me man <laughs> <laughs> um yeah man you know i mean you know my dad was uh i think that's that's from the genes you know my dad was on the um the the cuban national team for judo he was a six degree black belt he really? was co-captain Wow. Um, so I think that I got a lot of that from him. Uh, big inspiration for me was Bruce Lee as I was growing up. So I've always had that in my, in my life, you know? Did you see so, the documentary? Yeah. Did you see the Bruce huh. Lee doc? Did you see the Bruce Lee documentary? Which the one? Because I've it, seen everything. It just came out like on ESPN. Like, I, I oh, the one like, on ESPN. Yes, I saw it. I haven't seen I it, it, but I heard it was really good. I don't know. It was, it was, it was excellent. Um, you know, I mean, I've I, I followed this guy for so many years. I got one of his tattoo, one of his uh, his quotes on my chest. Um, and he's just been a big influence. And it's not even so much with the fitness and the martial arts, but he was very philosophical. You know, and a lot of the things that he used to talk about, you know, you, you, we've experienced that in our lives, man. So yeah. I continue to to go into that well for uh, for some serenity. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. He's no Jackie Chan, but <laughs> no, he's good. He's no, uh, no, no drunken master. <laughs> so, hey, since you mentioned Jackie Chan, just so that you know, and it's common knowledge already, but have you guys seen Enter the Dragon? Yeah, a yeah. long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, A long time ago. Well, Jackie Chan was an extra in that. That's crazy. And uh, Bruce Lee snaps his neck. It's become a famous thing now. Oh, just cool. Oh, shit. That's awesome. That is, that's hilarious, man. So uh, moving forward a little bit, like when, like when did you sort of realize that you were, were a consistent, like booking, working actor, like when you were booking TV consistently, Lethal Weapon, Chicago PD, all that stuff? Um, I'm going to tell you, man, um, 2008. So Too Fast was 2003. So from 2004 that I got to LA till about 2008, I was booking stuff, but you know, had to get a job and you know, had, had a hustle. Um, but I want to tell you, man, because it really coincided with, um, somebody introduced me to uh, The Secret. I don't know if you guys are familiar with The Secret. Oprah's yeah. Secret, of course. For sure. Yeah, Law of Attraction. Somebody, yeah. yeah, somebody introduced me to that in 2008. And um, again, I, I, I hadn't even heard of it. And when I, when I looked at it and I really tried to apply it, I got to tell you, man, that was in 2008. And it was the most ridiculous, the most ridiculous year that I ever had. I think I booked like 18 or 19 jobs um, immediately after really applying the secret and really focusing on the things that I said and how I spoke. Um, like I remember like that next week I had like, like my all time high at the time was like, maybe three auditions in a week 
Mm. That following week, I had like seven or eight auditions. It was just the most, the craziest thing ever. Um, and can I tell you that that's why things started to change for me? I don't know, but I can tell you that my mindset changed. Um, you know, sometimes people would talk to me and say, how's it going? And we, we say, uh, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's a little slow. Once you say that, you've made it so. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? And I think that something, the hard thing was make, listening to the little things that you say, because you're, you're putting it out there. Oh, it's a little, it's a little slow. Oh, I did this little film. You know, you say these things, not really understanding that your subconscious is taking that in. You know what I mean? So mm. I really had to pay attention to how I spoke and, and what I focused on. And I, you know, the two things went together and, that was in 2008, man. And ever since then, um, I haven't had to have like another job. You know, I've been, I've been very blessed. Um, so I think the two had something to do with each other. Was there something in, uh, obviously the mental is a huge component of it, of acting, of course. Was there anything you felt like you, you were doing differently in auditions? Were you obviously more confident, I would assume, because of, you know, you've been working now and this and that, but like, what do you think you were doing in auditions that was making you stand out, if anything? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you one thing that I did. I did a couple, but I'll tell you the one thing that I really think was, was, was the key. And a lot, of people, a lot of people don't like to hear it because sometimes it can come across uh, different. I stopped caring. I stopped caring. I walked into an audition thinking, listen, I got a busy schedule. I'm just here to fucking do this thing for you, and I got shit to do. It, you know, I, I know that that sounds kind of fucked up, but it, I'm, I'm not trying to make it be that way. I'm just trying to say that once I stopped being so desperate, dude, everything changed. And I think what happens is that sometimes we want that job. We want that audition. We want to do well. We want it so bad that it comes across a little desperate. You know right. what I mean? In you, 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 put, you put the audition on a pedestal. Like it's like the end all be all, you know, but it's yeah. just like. Yeah. And, and it is, of course, because we are trying to, you know, do certain things. But you got to you got to you got to play that mind game and say, fuck that. You know what I mean? I don't you know, I don't need you. You need me. That type of thing. And honestly, man, once 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 I did that switch, I think that got rid of that desperation that perhaps they were seeing when I walked into a room. And again, things just started to to work out well, man. Have you, uh, if you were like talking to a younger actor, besides being outcome independent, would you say one of the tips is getting to, I mean, obviously the answer is yes, but getting to know, having relationships with these casting directors, did you find you were going into the same casting directors to book these parts? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. And I think that one thing that I realized early on was, it's not important to book the job. It's more important that you go on, you go in there and you kill it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm gonna guarantee you, they're gonna call you back and they're gonna call you back and they're gonna call you back. And the reason that they do that is because when you go in there, you don't embarrass them. They know that you're gonna go in there and you're gonna deliver. So that was part of changing my mindset as well. Meaning my job is just to come in here and make you look good. I ain't even thinking about booking the job because I know you're going to call me back. I know it. And you're going to call me back because you want to book me on something. 
And sure enough, bro, I was always going into the same cast. Room. Hey, Roberto, how you doing? I was like, what's up? How you doing? And it just became that thing, man. And, I, and in every single case, two or three times in, I would end up booking something for them. And then shortly after that, because you consistently go in there and really just do a good job, then you start getting the offers, which is ultimately what we, what we want so that we don't have to go through that whole process. So, um, yeah, absolutely. You, you, you do start to get to know these casting directors and, and they get to know you. And again, more importantly, they know that you're going to do a good job. And I think another thing that I, that I also discovered early on, man, was that it doesn't matter how good you do in an audition. There's some other shit going on that just ain't got shit to do with you. You know what I mean? You're too tall. You're too short. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too whatever, whatever. You, you know, I went in one time for an audition. And I know, I know, I know that I killed it. I know that I killed it. And one of the producers said to me, you know what? You remind me of my ex-husband. Uh-oh. I was like, all right, y'all. Hey, nice <laughs> seeing you guys. Peace. Thank you. Yeah. But, but, but that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Is like, really? Yeah, Does that you... have anything to do with... No, but you already know that. that sometimes... Right. That they automatically, they don't like you now. Little. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm kind of curious about, about like your, your process when you approach material. So when, when I first met you on set, um, like at least for me at that time, that was, that was the biggest role I had, I had booked at that time on Queen of the South. Yeah. And I remember working with you and I remember what I noticed about you was that you always seemed so calm, so prepared, always ready to go, you know, um, just sort of like a quiet, uh, just, I don't know, energy, but like just, I got this. Like I, I'm already know what to do. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm kind of curious, like when you get something, whether it's an audition or on set, what do you, what's your process to, to, to prepare for that? What do you do? I have, I have the weirdest process, man. Um, and again, you up there, it goes to the military. Okay. <laughs> Every time I get my sides and I, and I got to learn something, I got to go upstairs and I start playing modern warfare. Obviously. While I learn my lines. Interesting. And the reason, the reason that I do that is because when we were in the military, I was in the Navy, what they would do is at three o'clock in the morning, everybody's knocked out, everybody's sleeping. They would call a man overboard drill. So there's certain things that you need to do when that happens. And you know, you're knocked out, it's three o'clock in the morning, but you hear that alarm, you got you got seconds to do what you gotta do. So what the military taught me was that they're always training you to be at your optimal efficiency during chaotic times. So that when the shit hits the fan, guess who's gonna be the one that's cool and relaxed? It's mm. gonna be the one that trains that way. So I've incorporated that in when I, when, I, when I get ready for an audition or something like that, man, I learn my lines while I'm killing these 12 year olds on Modern <laughs> Warfare, you know? Uh, because then when I get into the room, I don't care what is happening around me, I'm here, bro. I'm fucking yeah. focused. So yeah. again, that's just my my process. I know that it doesn't work for everybody, and I don't know that I would recommend it for everybody. But <laughs> you know, it works for me. How was uh, how was working with Johnny on that show? You can you can be honest. Oh, bro. Oh, damn. You had to ask. I know, man. <laughs> I, I I hear you. I hear you. I mean, you know, he 
he always was hanging around. And he was I mean, a fan. <laughs> just talking I'm to like, me between takes. Just a piece of shit. Know, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I, I need Modern Warfare right now because you're just way too distracting, bro. I can't, I can't yeah. even fucking remember my lines because you're just. Um, <laughs> you're, no, you're right, no. We had a, I mean, I had a great time um, with Johnny. Um, you know, that was that was that was that was a cool. That was a cool gig, man. And and yeah. I remember the guys with the wheelchairs. Um, that was cool, man. That was a cool scene. I mean, them guys are fucking animals, bro. They're right. fucking animals. Because, you know, I show up on the set. And, you know, back then I was a little bit bigger. So, you know, I'm all buff and shit. And, I, dude, I get on the wheelchairs. And I'm trying, to, I'm trying to keep up with these guys. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, it was like, and then you got to play that sport. And they're throwing the the ball and it's uh, like you know yeah. like tag ball or whatever and um i had such an immense respect for those guys but um uh, i really enjoyed it man i had a good time with johnny and um uh, and then and then the entire cast it was great you know i was out i was i was kind of bummed because uh i remember the last day i was on set um i can't remember who i i can't remember her name but you know i was saying goodbye to one of the producers that that was on the show it was like oh yeah. thank you for the opportunity you know kind of doing the whole regular thing or whatever and uh the director at the time which i think i remember there was like two directors there was like eduardo, eduardo uh, yeah who did blair witch project yeah. and and the other director was like i can't remember his name i think it was uh david maybe david friendly maybe um i know maybe, david friendly is one of the producers i don't know if he yeah uh, but i'm not sure if he was directing there was i remember there was two because they were like combining the the yeah, episodes yeah. together and that's yeah. where they were split in time but anyway as I was kind of leaving or whatever, I was saying goodbye to the, to the director and the producer and, you know, they were telling me thank you, this and that. And they were like, hey, we'll see you for season three. And I was like, oh shit, cool. You know, I was thinking like, okay, the storyline is going to continue. Did I just yeah. get booked? And then I was like, <laughs> man, great, you know, and uh didn't happen. So, yeah. you know, I was like, we're both going both to come back. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of what I was thinking. And then like, you know, it. you know, you know, a weird thing about, about, we shot that in Dallas, right? That was in yeah. Dallas. Yeah. I'll never forget this, man. And this probably has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I feel like I need to tell somebody. Dude, you know, well, you know, we would post pictures or whatever, you know, of us either shooting or whatever, just hanging out. And I'll never forget, man, I got hit up on, I think it was Facebook by some guy. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, man, I'm a big fan of Queen of the South. I'm here in Dallas, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm, I'm digging your character, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, all right, cool. And dude, I swear to God, I don't remember that at the hotel, I think there was a subway about a block away. And I would go to the subway to get something. I'll never forget, man. I went to the subway. And as I'm walking, I get, I get a message on Facebook from that guy. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, hey, man, are you wearing a white tank top and black pants? I'm like, what? Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, man. I, I mean, I never experienced nothing like that. I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Is he like stalking Follow, you? Following you? Yeah. Yeah, man. And so I went to, to Subway, man, and I stayed at Subway for like four hours because yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> I'm getting ready to call somebody from the crew to come get me. I mean, yeah. I'll never forget that, man. It was so creepy that yeah. some of these shows have such a strong following that they know right. where the actors stay and where, yeah, where they are. Happen. Yeah. yeah, I just had to tell you that. I just yeah, I no, dude, yeah, man, it, it was. I might. It could have been part of the reason too, because I, I think they moved the show to Louisiana or something. I don't know where they ended mm. up moving it, but, yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I remember that. And I, actually, I remember, I remember I ran into Eduardo at the airport when I was headed back to LA, and I ran to him like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Because he was he was on a, another flight, 
man, he was flustered. Was he? Yeah, he. I just remember him. Uh, I was like, hey, you know what? It was great working with you. And, you know, I was like, are you going to come back for more episodes or what's going on? And he's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. And he was just <laughs> like, he's like, I don't know. They, they, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess there. Yeah, I, I don't know. We're good. Let's see what happens. Who knows? You know, and I was they're just doing, like, they're doing, they're doing well though. I think they're up to season uh, what five, maybe. Yeah, they, they've been doing well, man. It's a big, it's a, it's a good show, man. It's a good show. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, but yeah, man, it was, it was an honor working with you, man. Likewise, brother. Likewise. So it was, it was great working with you on that. They'll probably hey, call uh, you back for the reunion episode, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, okay. Of course, of course. In our uh, in our final five minutes, I know you guys have a couple questions. I wanted to circle back to. Uh, uh, Roberto, your game plan or your vision board, whatever you're talking about it. Now that COVID has happened, what are some practicals on your game plan today? Um, it, it was a great, op- you know what, what I did was. Probably hang uh, that picture that's not hanging. That needs to go on the wall. And then- <laughs> well, you know what, actually, uh, I started to really understand where the business is going. You know what I mean? I think that I Tell really us. believe that that thing. I think that that thing about going into the room. I think we're done with that. I really, I really believe that, man. I believe that they're going to go with the self tapes. Um, so I invested in a whole bunch of. I invested in the whole thing, the lights, the backdrop, the everything, and I just been practicing on making sure that you know you get the best angles, the best, the best lighting and everything because that's something that I I had never done before. So you know I had to like really learn that. You know, I had to make sure that um, that all my stuff, man, just like, for example, I, I've never used Actors Access. Like, I've had it forever, but I've never really, like, used it. I make sure that everything up there is updated, resumes, stuff like that. Like I said, it was a, it's been a great opportunity to reset and make sure that you got all the tools that you need available so that whenever this thing does pick up again, you know, you're ready. Because there's a lot of people that, that have been procrastinating, you know, and did not... And some people dealing with life, man. It's, it's, it's been hard on everybody. But uh, you still got to find a way to make sure that you're ready. You know, I mean, you know, if, if, if you can't do any, any online classes, read books, do something. Every day you got to do something toward uh, your career. You know, for me personally, uh, I've directed a couple of films and, uh, uh, and I wrote one as well. Um, so that's what I've been doing a lot of. I've actually written a couple of, uh, of short films and, um, and then also a web series. So again, doing something to just stay proactive, keep my mind focused. And, um, I don't know when, but I know that everything is hopefully going to get back to some form of new normal, you know, right. and you just got to be ready. Man. And that was going to actually, that was, was going to be my next question. I know you've been producing and, and directing stuff. So, uh, why did you decide to do that? Because I think it's important to, to like you said, be doing something constantly. Um, and do you have plans to eventually make a feature? Um, you know, I, I, I do believe, uh, especially Latinos, um, but this, this can be for anybody as well, man. I think that Hollywood, some, Hollywood ain't giving you shit. They're not going to give you shit. And I think that sometimes you have to create your own projects. And I think that we all have been in this for a minute now and we got friends that have directed. We've got friends that know how to write. We got friends that got cameras. We got friends that have lighting. You guys need to get together and say, yo, let's just shoot. Let's just, let's just, let's just do content. Let's just do stuff together. Um, 
and that's kind of the reason that 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 I, that I got into writing. The first thing that I did, but then recently I did a short film um, that that I wanted to dedicate to my mother. My mother, um, my mother and I were estranged. We hadn't been together. Uh, we hadn't seen each other for like eleven years. And then when I finally decided to find out where she was, um, I found out that she had just died six months earlier, after eleven years. So dealing with the with 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 the guilt and 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 the frustration of, of not having act you know acted on that sooner and looking for her sooner, that prompted me to write uh, the Terms of Us, which is the short film that just uh, that I've been in the festival circuit for about a year. So that motivated me to do that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And then that's one thing that people would always ask is like, well, you know, the film started winning a bunch of awards and there was like, well, do you want to direct again? Do you want to write again? I was like, no, not really. I just wanted, I needed to do this. But now that, you know, because of COVID, you know, and you're thinking about things to do and you start, you know, just thinking of things. Now I've got several ideas that have just come to my head, man. And I just sat down and just started putting them on paper and, and, you know, I'm writing and, and, and hopefully uh, be able to put these projects down uh, next year. By the way, is there anywhere that we can see the film or the audience can see that film? Um, yeah, well, right now I just finished the festival circuit. So I'm trying to get okay. distribution for it. But what I can do is I can send you a, a link to it. Okay. Um, so you guys I, lo I love to watch it. it. Yeah. yeah, me too. I'd love to watch it. It'd be awesome. And an NDA and we'll sign it. And, <laughs> and if, no if, we, need, if we need to, that's fine. No, but that no would be cool. That. that would be cool. Um, the last thing I kind of wanted to, to talk about is I haven't, I haven't seen him, man. I've been meaning to is, uh, I, cause I actually remember, I can't remember what movie I was watching in theater, but a tray, the trailer for beneath us came out and mm. I was like, holy shit. Oh yeah. That, that I was, was like, holy shit, Roberto's right there, you know, in the trailer. And I was, yeah. I can't remember what movie I was watching. And, uh, that movie reminded me of get out but with Latinos. Yes. You know? And I was like, oh, this movie looks really cool. And I really like the idea. Um, so is there, where can we see that movie and maybe want to tell us real quick about that movie? Um, that, that, it that, yeah, it's, it's now available on just about any on demand thing, uh, uh, prime, uh, Amazon prime. Um, but I'm gonna tell you, man, I'm very proud of that film. Um, it came out, I think it was in February nationwide. Um, yeah. cause it was like I right before COVID. That, yeah. Yeah. Right before that. And yeah. I gotta tell you, man, when I sat there and, and I was at the theater watching it, I was blown away because I was like, you don't really see a film where you have four Latinos headlining a film. You just don't see it. Unfortunately, you just don't see enough of that. And this was done independently outside mm. of the studios mm. and, and it was packed. And I think that, it, I mean, it only ran for a couple of weeks before COVID, but dude, it was like number 16 or 17 nationwide. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was very proud that, Latino producers, uh, Latino uh, actors were able to put this together. And I got to tell you, man, they did a great job. It was good. Yeah. Like, it was, I don't normally, believe it or not, I don't normally like to see myself, but um, but they did a great job, man. I mean, I was, I was, I was scared there a couple of times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Cool, man. I'm definitely going to check it out. I, when I remember when I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, hell yeah. I was like, that's cool that Roberto's in that, you know? I was like, I was... It was, I was rooting for you, man. I was like, that's cool. Appreciate any, it. Any, anyway, um, any upcoming projects that you want to, you know, kind of promote or kind of get out there that you, that you got? Or, or your social with? media, where can our audience find yeah. you? Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I got, you know, everybody's got projects on hold, man. So, um, 
the film that we did in Colorado is called Red Winter. Um, you know, that, that's in post-production now. I got another one that's called Blindsided with Natasha Hensridge, Costas Mandalore. That'll be coming up, coming out whenever things get somewhat normal. Um, and then got one that we did in Mexico last year called Legacy. Um, that's going to be available like on demand pretty soon. Um, cool. So looking forward to that. Yeah, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at official uh, Roberto Sanchez. And then on Facebook, I'm under uh, Roberto Sanz Sanchez. Cool. cool. Awesome, man. Dude, uh, thank you so much for your time, man. Um, yeah. uh, I really respect and admire you, man. So Me too. Too Fast, Too Furious is the best one, definitively. I will say that. It's the best it's true. one. You know what, man? It, it, it's good, but I got to tell you, man, I, I still think that first one. Oh, my God. You're in the second one. <laughs> The first one's I a classic, think, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's it. Set the bar. It set the bar, yeah, I mean, right? No, too fast. Too fast is, is my heart. But that first one to me was still like the, really good. Then I'm yeah. brainwashed because I legitimately think the second one is well. It's my favorite. I don't know if it's better, but it's my. Well, favorite. I thank you, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. No, for sure, man. Uh, thank oh, you, actually, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate. Yeah. It. Thank, fun, thanks for man. the time, man. I appreciate it, man. This was fun. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Stay safe out there, man. Stay healthy. And uh, right. hopefully, uh, you know, we get to work on something soon, man. For sure, man. And nice meeting you guys. You, Roberto. All right, bro.